1: Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 403 of the Pack-A-Day podcast, and obviously, as you know, there is a lot to get to. The Green Bay Packers officially finalized their 53-man roster, their initial 53-man roster. Nothing is really finalized yet because waiver claims are going to come through on Sunday. We really got to wait till Monday to find out, you know, how this roster is really going to shape up and look for the season opener next Thursday. I'm your host, Zachary Jacobson. I'm uh, running with a different co-partner today, someone who... Uh, you might not be very familiar with unless you've stuck around Cheesehead TV for a while. You may be familiar with some of his draft work he did with the site a couple of years back. His name is Grant Schatzer. Grant, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, man.
2: Yeah, you know, you, I for anybody who isn't familiar with Grant, I have known him for, hell, four years now. I, I've, I've Shit, known him for... Maybe
3: like since 2015. 15 probably, so yeah, good four probably.
2: It's It's been a good while. Probably too long, because I'm sick of you. Dang. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Obviously, so sick that I'm, that I'm having you here. Uh, you're doing a podcast with me. Doing a podcast with, yeah. A podcast with yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah, I'm just so <laughs> sick and tired of you. I wanted to have you on it. I wanted to talk about uh, roster cutdowns with you. So, <laughs> that being said, I think we should just dive right in here, because... There's no reason to give some kind of big, extensive introduction. We know the Packers cut guys. We know the Packers trimmed down to 53. They started at 89. And since Friday morning, it started with uh, KB on Ento. And the roster was finally released around 3 o'clock uh, Pacific time, of course, on Saturday. We'll start with the quarterback position. Kind of a little bit shocking to a lot of people. The Packers. They didn't cut Aaron Rodgers, obviously. That wasn't going to happen. But yeah, the backup quarterback battle has been probably the biggest story for the team throughout the preseason. Everyone's been wondering whether it's going to be Tim Boyle uh, or Deshaun Kaiser, who the Packers flipped Demarius Randall for uh, in March of last year. And he, you know, he was saved from that dumpster fire in Cleveland. He came to Green Bay. He's been going through a multitude of different offensive systems, never really was able to get his feet under them in any one of them. Now he's going to go somewhere else. No longer a Grammy Packer. He was part of the cutdowns. What's your spin on that, Grant? Man,
0: I, I never liked Kaiser, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, like Even when
3: I pay close attention to the draft, um, I didn't even like him when he was coming out of college, to be honest with you. And I know there was like a camp that uh he could go, you know, like top five or he wanted the Browns to use their top pick on him. Uh-huh. I think they took him in the second, right? But um, so I'm fine with it. Boyle obviously outperformed him in the preseason. Um, I don't think either of them are that good, to be honest. So it's not a huge point of contention for me. But uh, I thought they made the right the right move here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like he said, Boyle obviously outplayed him. You, you look at the numbers. Boyle, he was one of the most efficient passers in the league in in the preseason. But, of course, it, it goes far beyond numbers. And Boyle, obviously, he gets rattled a little bit in the pocket. Sometimes he can't really get into a rhythm. But when he does get into a rhythm, he looks sharp. And he looks sharp uh, at various points throughout the preseason, um, especially against the Raiders in, in Winnipeg. I mean, granted, he was playing on a, on a, a 80-yard field. That was just a – complete Gosh. disaster but he, he did he looked good and there there were points where kaiser outperformed him i never really saw the battle shift either way like i didn't i i saw kaiser as the clear qb2 and i never saw i like I, I never thought he gave that up i never thought kaiser played badly enough to surrender that to boyle and i never thought boyle played well enough to overtake him so uh that was that was a little bit of a surprise to me but either way like you said, they're both not that great. And I think either way, yeah. if Rodgers goes down, the season's pretty much a fold. Anyway. Pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I do like, though, that, um, you know, in hindsight, the Randall for Kaiser trade was pretty awful. I do like that. Uh, I mean, it's the Packers owning up to their mistakes, honestly, by just cutting them loose. Because, I mean, sure. You might have a little something with Kaiser. he probably had a little bit of a higher ceiling than Tim Boyle, but I mean he wasn't producing anything really, and they just they admitted it, owned up to it, and cut him loose and I respect that
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I mean better better now than than just kind of letting that resonate and and kind of just boiling in that mistake for for however long it would have been you know they they would have done it, yeah. Uh, they also cut Manny Wilkins, who uh, was one of my favorite guys. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> he was one of my favorite guys in the you know through training camp and in the preseason. But before I you know, before I start crying we're gonna move on to the running backs. No no big surprise with the running backs. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Dexter Williams, their sixth round pick. That that's the trio they're moving with. They cut Troy Carson, who was ahead of Dexter Williams, actually, through a large part of training camp and, and even played ahead of him during the preseason. The Packers kept giving Carson work, kept giving him more snaps and reps during the games. Um, and Williams, he had a great preseason finale, and I think that really solidified his, his spot as the third running back.
3: Yeah. I mean, not, shoot. I don't have much to say there.
2: Yeah, yeah, like you know, like I said, it wasn't really much of a surprise there. I think everyone kind of already penciled in Dexter Williams there in that 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 spot. Uh, fullback, obviously, Danny Vitale. That wasn't going to be changing anytime soon. They released Tommy and Bohannon. They waived Malcolm Johnson. It was clear from the get-go. As fullbacks, obviously, very important in Matt Lafleur's new offense. Vitale is the guy. There's there's nothing to touch on there. Wide receivers. This is where things got a little interesting. Packers, they're rolling with six. Uh, Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Geronimo Allison. You're going to see those three playing extensive snaps. Uh, Geronimo Allison, obviously the primary slot guy. Trevor Davis made the roster. Jake Kumaro made the roster. Uh, obviously the the Wisconsin darling. Everyone loves him. Uh, and Darius Shepard, undrafted. Yeah. yeah, that was that – was, the one of the biggest stories of the day, Darius Shepard snuck his way onto the roster. He had a strong training camp, a strong preseason. It was there was no way in hell they were going to keep him off the roster, off of you know, with some of the performance he had, uh, some of the performances he had. Uh, what do you what, what do you think about them cutting Jamon Moore?
3: I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, he had a reputation for not being um, the best with his hands, and obviously that's kind of a big part of wide receiver. Uh, and you know, it, it sucks to cut a fourth round pick, you know, uh, and he might, he might have had a little bit of potential, but, uh, at the end of the day, uh, seven receivers is a lot to carry on your roster. And if one of them can't catch, uh, it'd be a tough sell. So I, I'm fine with it.
2: Yeah. Even when more, when more came out of, uh, Missouri. You know, he had that issue of just catching footballs with his body. He didn't necessarily use his hands, and that plagued him with the Packers. It it, it carried on. It, you never really saw those those, those improvements. You know, yeah, he, not he, much he, development. Yeah, no. not that's yeah exactly. There was like no no development there from him, and you're really hoping for that going from year one to year two. And he was dropping passes in camp, couldn't really get going in the preseason. And I mean, the Packers don't even want him back in the practice squad. He's going to get a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah. Now uh St Brown. This is where this is where things got a little uh a little crazy because yeah. he suffered the high ankle sprain in in Winnipeg against Raiders uh, a couple weeks back. Everyone thought the Packers would keep him on the 53 man roster because he's going to miss half the season with this injury as far as we know, okay? He we okay, everyone thought he would he would make the roster on the 53. He would take up a roster spot and on Sunday, the following day, they would stash him on injured reserve. So that way, at some point during the season, they would be able to designate him for a return. He would be one of the two players that would be allowed to be brought back onto the roster at some point this season, whether they want him back for a playoff run late in the season, who knows. They didn't do that. He didn't even make the roster. They, They placed him right on injured reserve. So by doing that, that effectively ends his season. There's no chance of a return for St. Brown at any point this year in 2019. So we won't be seeing him until 2020. I thought that was, that was uh, very surprising. That's probably the biggest surprise to
3: me. And uh, that breaks my heart. You know, I, I'm actually a big ESB fan. Uh, I think the talent gap between him and MPS is actually a bit smaller than most people tend to uh, give up, uh, so yeah, I was actually really excited to see him in uh, in this pre uh, not preseason uh, in this season, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just I expected them to do exactly what you said when return later in the season. But uh, yeah, it's a real shame to just not be
0: able to see him.
2: That's okay. The Packers are going to draft his uh, brother sometime these next couple of years anyway. Yeah, true. One of his brothers. does not have two brothers in college right now? I I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, one of them is a- Amon Ra and I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Move on to the tight ends now. Packers kept Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, Jay Sternberger. Sternberger played for the first time in the preseason in that finale against the Chiefs, and he left the game with an injury. Yeah. So, yeah, not very very promising there, but he should be ready for the season opener. Fingers crossed. No major – No major uh, surprises with the tight end position, obviously, so we're not going to gloss over that. But offensive line, we have the starters pretty much penciled in for for week one against the Bears. We're going to have David Bakhtiari at left tackle, Lane Taylor at left guard over the rookie second-round pick Elton Jenkins. That was confirmed by Matt LaFleur on on, on, uh, Thursday. We're going to have Corey Lindsley at center, Billy Turner, the free agent acquisition, at right guard, Brian Bulaga at right tackle. And the depth guys, Lucas Patrick, Alex Light, Cole Madison, and Jenkins, as I previously mentioned. So uh, what's your what's your spin on Cole Madison making the roster after a year away from football?
3: I mean, I like it. I, I like that he has another shot. You know, I thought he had some promise. Um, yeah, looking at all the guys we, we released, I'd say he earned his spot over uh, the majority or all of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him.
2: Yeah, he uh, stepped away from football obviously for a year, tend to uh, mental health, obviously a lot of personal themes going on in his own life after you know the the uh, uh, close close uh, friend passed away, and that kind of just warrants him to take a step away from the game. It's great that he's back. It's great that he got himself in the proper headspace to return to the game, and it's just just great story. Now he's on the the Packers' 53-man roster. He's one of the best 53 players they have to offer. So. A nice, uh, a nice, depth piece at yeah. uh, at the interior position. So
0: yeah, real happy for him.
2: Yeah, it's a great story. Defensive line. So we're flipping to the defensive side of the ball now. Things also get interesting here. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Montrevious Adams. That's that's going to be your big three. Those are the guys that are going to be playing majority of the snaps right there along the defensive line, depending on whatever Mike Pettin wants to roll out, okay? We don't know, you know, a, a lot of the formations. He's going to get pretty fancy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that bald genius we know. He, 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 gets, he gets super uh, creative with his formation. So, we might see four guys along the defensive line. You're going to see Rashawn Gary and Zadarius Smith putting their hands in the dirt. You're going to see guys getting, you know, playing in various positions, but... Outside of those three, you got some, uh, um, still some solid names there. Even after tr- uh, um, releasing Mike Daniels yeah. uh, this summer, it's still a relatively deep defensive line. Outside of Clark Lowry and Adams, you have Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, who they, they just drafted, and he had a fantastic preseason. You can say he was he was their defensive MVP this summer. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh,
3: that's who I'm most excited for out of the newcomers on this line is Kiki is going to be
2: I I think he's going to be a good piece for us, a rotational piece. Yeah, you definitely I I think he was a diamond in the rough. The Packers really just they they might have struck out on that pick cuz that's a that's that was a great find. And then outside of Lancaster and Kiki, you got Fidel Brown who has been battling an ankle injury, but the first uh first few days of camp, he really stood out. He had a great camp. Packers signed him in December of last year, so he didn't get much of a chance to make an impression during the regular season. But when he did, when he was on the field, he looked he looked really, really good. So obviously, good enough to warrant keeping him on the roster for now. For yeah. now, we don't know what's going to happen these next few days. But uh, the Packers released James Looney, who they drafted last year. I don't know what your what your uh, opinion is on him, but um,
3: yeah, a strong feelings really. Uh, you know, it's okay.
2: <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, no real surprises with the outside linebacker position. You had Darius Smith and Preston Smith, the two big free agent acquisitions the Packers spent on uh, earlier this spring. Kyler Fackrell, Rashawn Gary, their 12th overall pick. Everyone, uh, they traded Reggie Gilbert, who I know you were uh, obviously deep in love with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that before the show, but um, yeah, the Packers traded him for a seventh round pick to the Tennessee Titans last weekend. So. Uh, there was a little bit of, um, a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, my mind is just going completely blank. This is great. It's great when you're recording a podcast and you, you know, you don't really, you're not, you're you're not not the best editor. So you can't go back and you can't, you know, cut parts out. (laughs) Uh, there was a little, um, fogginess, I guess I could say. (laughs) in regards to whether or not they would carry a fifth outside linebacker on the roster. But they did play uh, um, Fidel Brown on the edge in in the limited time he saw last season. They played him on the edge. uh, I believe in in a little bit of uh, some of the training camp practices, he also played on the edge. So he's also kind of a versatile piece there that can play standing up on the edge. But we didn't know if they would take Randy Ramsey or Marcus Jones, a couple of undrafted guys, and carry them on the roster because both of them looked pretty good in the preseason as well. And, you know, Marcus Jones really had a nice uh, preseason finale. Might have been enough to give him a roster spot, but obviously not. Ramsey and Jones, obviously, both uh, um, strong practice squad candidates. And, uh, by the way, Marcus Jones wears number 59, so he's not to be confused with Brad Jones. Don't even
3: bring that name
2: up. (laughs) Packers legend, Brad Jones. Now, let's jump to the inside linebacker position because – It's a bad spot. It's probably the weakest point on the roster. It's the weakest link. You got Blake Martinez, and you got a bunch of nonsense behind him. Don't talk about
3: my man-sized summers like that. Don't disrespect him. I'm a bad, but I'm biased. I'm a TCU fan, so. (laughs) Poof. Okay, Snoop Dogg.
2: (laughs) I'm good. That that was the gif I was thinking of. So I'm glad I'm glad you you got that. All right, but. Like Ty Summers, he had a, he had a pretty good preseason. There were times where he overshot tackles, he couldn't make tackles, but when he did tackle guys, he he freaking tackled them. Like he he, he I'm someone told me that he led the preseason in tackles. So wow, yeah, uh,
3: that that wouldn't surprise me really. I mean,
2: yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 sure. So I'd have to like check check the statistics statistics on that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd have to double check and like really confirm that but um, yeah, i mean he did look good
3: yeah for a seventh rounder i mean you can't ask for much more
2: exactly that's that's also what i've been saying for a seventh round pick to look as good as he's looked i mean obviously you don't want him starting just yet you know you don't want yeah. to have to rely on him next to blake martinez in base defense but he's looked good and I would still personally love the Packers to, to, to go out and get some kind of veteran acquisition because guys are being cut left and right right now. The Raiders – Brandon
3: Marshall.
2: Cough, cough. Brandon Marshall. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> half wheeze. Brandon Marshall. Yeah, the Raiders cut Brandon Marshall on Friday. or they, According to them, they terminated him, which is really, really unnecessary. Um, but, yeah, he, he's going to be on the market once he gets through waivers. So, uh, so by tomorrow on Sunday – or. Everyone's going to be listening to this episode Sunday morning. So some point today, Brandon Marshall is going to be available, and I, along with a whole bunch of other people, including Grant here, would love if the Packers looked into that because that would be a nasty, very welcomed addition to this inside linebacking group, and they need it because we don't know how long Warren Burks is going to be out. They did get good a, a good diagnosis on his pec injury. He's not going to be out as long. even just – it's going to be a couple-week thing, apparently. He's not going to have to go on injured reserve. Um, So he'll be back hopefully sooner rather than later. But you're still – you're relying on a second-year rookie who didn't look good as a rookie to to come in and return from injury and just fill a void in this defense. So now –
3: If if we're going to pick up any position player – uh, it's going to be inside, I'd hope it's going to be inside linebacker yeah. in some of these flavors, because, yeah, it's not looking too strong.
2: Yeah, that's, it's it's wishful thinking,
3: it feels like.
2: Yeah. So you got Martinez, Burks, Summers, and James Crawford, who really struggled in the preseason finale, but he's a special teams demon, and yeah. that's that's the big reason why they kept him around on the roster. Can't really play on defense. He looked lost defensively, but he looked great on special teams, so that's why that's why he made the opening day roster last year. That's likely why he's going to make the opening day roster this year, barring any unforeseen changes. Now, they also uh, waived Curtis Bolton with an injury. He uh, suffered an injury against the Raiders in Winnipeg. I feel like everybody, everybody suffered uh, injuries in Winnipeg on that that damn field. Yeah. Ah, beautiful. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, he he left the game and came back. And wouldn't you know it, he was on crutches, had a knee brace. It was was fantastic. So the Packers parted ways with him, and he actually looked good. He looked like he could be someone who can fill in uh, during the season, depending on what package you want. So uh, that's enough for the inside linebacker position because it's it's getting depressing just talking about it. let's, uh, Let's move on to the cornerbacks, okay? The Packers kept seven. I think this is a a very a very fun position because you get you got Jair Alexander. He's looking at possible All Pro aspirations. That's the hope. Wow. Kevin King is still injured. He hasn't really bounced back from his hamstring injury. The hope is that he's ready for Week One, but you never know with him. He's he's first two years of his career he's ended up on injured reserve. Then you got Jamal Williams, the the I believe the oldest player on the roster, I think. Actually, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, sounds about right. Then you got Josh Jackson, who really needs to have a strong second season. Tony Brown, who is probably – Very excited. Very – yeah. Heat. Yeah. Tell me how excited you are for Tony Brown.
3: So excited that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I had a metaphor there, but I didn't. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm super pumped for Tony Brown. He obviously looks very, very good in camp and, uh, and in preseason. And, yeah, uh, it's good that we have him, especially with, you know, Kevin King – not being very reliable to stay healthy, and you know Tremont Williams isn't getting any uh, getting any younger, and Josh Jackson is still up in the air. Hopefully he can have a stronger season, but very excited for Tony Brown.
2: Yeah, they also got sixth round pick Kadar Hallman, who up and down had up and down preseason, but the potential is there. The ceiling is high, and a, a surprising roster addition: undrafted free agent Shannon Sullivan. He's going into his second year. He doubles as a safety. Uh, apparently, uh, Andy Andy Herman actually let me know that it was something I didn't notice. But they, the Packers played him at safety a lot in that preseason finale. So he that's probably a big reason why he made the roster. We know the Packers love versatility. Pettin loves to get freaky with his defensive backs. So he, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Having that versatility, that multi-positional kind of threat, that obviously helps his case. Same thing with Jermon Williams. We saw him filling in at free safety last year after Ha Ha Clinton-Dix was traded. So um, I didn't mean to trigger any PTSD by, by mentioning it, by the way. Um, so enough of the cornerbacks. Safety, no surprise really there with Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Raven Green, who is probably going to be your your – nickel linebacker playing in the box as 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 a hybrid uh which also helps answer some of the questions at the linebacker position because we know petting he's he's probably going to roll out a lot of nickel packages a lot of a uh, safety playing next to blake martinez and that's going to be raven green it was something that josh jones was going to do before he wanted to wanted out of green bay he wasn't open to playing linebacker a little uh, too bougie for it yeah he's way too bougie for it He didn't he didn't no, that wasn't, that wasn't his cup of tea. He didn't want to do it. So it's Raven Green's job to lose now. And Will Redman, he had a, a decent camp, kind of like Shannon Sullivan a little bit. Or no, kind of like Kedar Hallman, excuse me. A little bit of an up-and-down up guy, but he made the roster as a safety. He came into camp as a cornerback. And uh, the Packers placed Ibrahim Campbell on uh, the physically unable to perform list. So he's still rebounding from the ACL injury he suffered last year. I guarantee you, if he was healthy, he would have that spot over Redmond. Definitely. Yeah, there's there's zero doubt about that because I wasn't crazy about Redmond for some reason. I a lot of people were. I just I don't see it. But um, that that really takes us to uh the final, the final leg of the 53 man roster. Mason Crosby. Yeah, can you
3: believe they kept Hunter Brand? We made or Brad?
2: We made? Can you believe it? Yeah, Hunt, that was the. Biggest damn shock of the whole freaking day. They kept Hunter Bradley. Hunter Big Bradley, oh my God. <laughs> now you know what they didn't. They didn't call back Brett Good to come be their long snapper. Ah,
3: uh, damn
2: shame, man. Yeah, so they, they do it every year. They they call him, then <laughs> they release him at the end of the year, then they call him back again in the summer. That's <laughs> poor guy. Um, I feel like who was the fullback they did that a lot with? Oh, Joe Carriage. Right. Yeah, no? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guy. he never had any job security yeah um, alright so specialists Mason, Cros- Mason Crosby J.K. Scott Hunter Bradley your long snapper no surprises here Mason Crosby won the kicking battle against Sam Ficken that that was pretty much that Ficken will probably be signed by the Vikings at some point and he'll be kicking at Lambeau Field in week two so <laughs> I, no. I say I say that it sounds like a joke but I guarantee what's gonna happen
3: uh, dude it, it would not shock me in the slightest no
2: so, what was? I know we talked about it a little bit, but what was your your primary biggest surprise of Saturday, like of uh, the all the news surrounding the roster? What surprised you the most?
3: Uh, I probably got to go back to um, how they did, uh, how they handled that ESB roster spot, man. Uh, I really, I mean, maybe he's just more injured than we initially thought he was, but uh, I, I expected him. To you know, be able to come back later in the season and play, and was really looking forward to it. But
2: uh, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I'm with you. That's that's definitely right there for me. I'm that's. I mean, it, it's it, it really does suck. I mean, he was supposed to be, you know, he's like that that prototypical big slot guy that you know Lafleur would really love to use in this offense, and he. He had a quiet camp. He wasn't one of the guys that was making plays constantly, but Rodgers praised him. Rodgers praised him for being just down to his work. He was very consistent. He ha- he was very bright. Like Rodgers praised this guy constantly. So, it is. Well, you know, speaking of uh, guys that Rodgers praised, um, actually
3: uh, Alan Lazard, or Lazard, whichever you oh, want to yeah? say. Him getting cut uh, kind of actually surprised me a bit, too, because he had a really good uh, preseason. I want not say it surprised me, but, I mean, because, you know, seven receivers is a lot
0: to keep on a roster. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a shame to see him go, but I understand. Hey,
2: who knows if if uh, he clears waivers. The Packers could want him back, because he, yeah. he, he and St. Brown had similar kind of body types. You know, that long, kind of lanky build. Yeah. So, if the Packers want him back, he could be there. That is, of course, if he clears waivers. So might, we're probably going to have to wait a little while for that. But yeah. like we mentioned earlier, Packers roster, very fluid right now. Still, hopefully, fingers crossed, going to make a couple of additions, possibly add a backup quarterback. Brian Hoyer was released in New England. So if you want a veteran, there's, there's your there's your guy right there. Uh of course, Grant and I, as we mentioned, we want a middle linebacker. You guys presumably want a middle linebacker because that that's, like we said, the weakest link on the roster. They need the help there. It, uh, Matt LaFleur said after Thursday night's game uh, against the Chiefs that he feels good about the position. But, we, look, we know we know coach speak. You that, know? That's coach jargon right there. Yeah, that's coach jargon. <laughs> we're, we're, we're smarter than that, okay? We are educated people. We're not going to fall for you, that. Man. Yeah, we dealt with Mike McCarthy for 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 12 Too years. Long. Okay? Yeah. All right, Grant. Thank you for for joining me and just breaking down the roster with me. I really appreciate it. It
3: was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, man.
2: No, it was my pleasure. All
3: right, Chick-fil-A. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is that is that's totally Chick-fil-A. Best service in the world. All right, that's Grant Shatzer. You can uh, follow him. Actually, you know, you know what? Your handle is so stupid, and I'm so sick of it. So you you tell everybody what your Twitter uh, your Twitter handle is, okay?
3: All right, check it. It's at uh, childish Grant Bino, but the word childish doesn't have any vowels in it. So uh, it's C H L D
2: S H Grant Bino. Yeah. So. There there you guys go. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm Zach Jacobson. You guys can find me at Zach A. Jacobson on Twitter. And, of course, how how we always end this, we end this thing, Go Pack Go, and we will catch you guys next time.
4: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.